0: This episode of Blue Shirts Breakaway is brought to you by my new nickname, which we'll discuss in a second. And also, our Patreon subscribers could not do without you. Hope everyone enjoyed their holiday sweaters that they got. Uh, hopefully we got some new stuff coming for you this year. If you want to be a subscriber, you can go over to patreon.com slash breakaway and you can throw a dollar directly at our face, get access to our Discord, ask us questions, and uh, support the show. Appreciate you guys listening every week, and the Rangers are a shit show, but hopefully we're not. Who knows? Let's go. Hey, Bushwick Breaker fans, welcome to another week of the Bushwick Breakaway. I am your host, Ryan Mead. I'm here with my co-host, Greg Kaplan. Greg, say hello. What's going on, Cookie? Oh, uh, you know, I knew you were going to start with this. I just you you think I'm going to start with it? I, I can't with this fucking nickname. I don't understand. Ah. All right. So for some, some background, I know I'm going to eat crap for this on, on the internet. Some, uh,
1: some might say cookies.
0: New Year's e- Eve uh, – uh, New Year's Eve. New Year's Day, I stayed at my good friend Pokey's house. We'll just call him Pokey. And uh, it, was a, it was I spent my New Year's Eve as the 11th wheel at a nice little party. I had a great time, by the way. Good, good mm. hanging out with friends. Woke mm. up the next morning. We got bagels. And then I simply grabbed a chocolate chip cookie – and ate it in front of people. And then our good friend Pokey said, look, Ryan's eating a cookie. His nickname should be Cookie. And that's the entire story. There's no deep dark web story to that at all. That's it. That's the whole thing.
1: Yeah, but you made the mistake of telling people you hated it. This is this is the golden rule, Ryan. When you really hate something, you just you can't talk about I it. Just, I just said i prefer if you don't
0: call me that. And, of course, I'm, you know. And now you're
1: going to be cooks forever,
0: baby. Yeah, this is not good. All right. Ray, speaking of not good. The Rangers. Oh, my oh, geez. goodness. You know what was oh, tough geez. to watch this week? The team. The entirety yeah. of it. All of it. Uh, uh, yeah. 18 Did goals in the last three games. I turned off. What was that? You know what the
1: crazy thing is? Yeah. It was no score after one period in the Penguin game.
0: Oh, no, yeah. It, actually, they played pretty well in the first period. And that was it. Yep. That was, that was the end of the Rangers playing pretty well for three yep. games. Yep. So, uh, got crushed by the Penguins 7-2. Mm-hmm. uh had played at the Arizona Coyotes uh two days ago at this point in time got destroyed five nothing uh mm-hmm. and against the Avalanche I believe the Avalanche had 10 power plays or 13 14 17 something like that
1: yeah, they scored a lot of goals too they've given up 18 goals in the last three games all while scoring three of their own
0: yeah so things are good yes Kevin Hayes is out of the lineup uh yes Zuccarello is unhappy with his position on the team especially because he knows he's going to be traded yes the defense is a tire fire and, yeah, we have a lot to talk about. Usually when mm. we start these podcasts, I have some sort of semblance of where we're going to go. I have a roadmap in my head where we'll take us. Today, I do not have that roadmap because just there is simply so much to touch on. And it's it is just a, all bad. in an absolute tire fire. Like, okay, there was the good, right? Let's flash back to 2018, a long, long what, time ago. What Was there the good? Yeah. Like, we beat Nashville. We beat the Blues. Locus like mm-hmm. was going... Things were going well, Chris Kreider and Mika Zabinjad's value was soaring. Not that we were trading. Yeah, remember we were trading last him week anyway. when you
1: said you wanted to talk about uh, going deeper into possibly trading Mika and Chris Kreider, and that couldn't be further from my radar at the moment?
0: Yeah, it was I'm glad you maybe put you pushed me in the moment. I actually thought about this weekend when I was watching the Arizona game. I was like, wow, it's a good thing I didn't want to save that for this week because we already have talk too much to talk about. Let's start oh, man, there's so many places to start. Can we start with Lindy Ruff, I guess? It's yeah,
1: yeah, cuz we have a new target, right? It's it we we said this on the podcast last week. I've said this a couple of times on the podcast. At some point, we can't just blame Lindy Ruff for everything, right? Because someone is enabling him to make the decisions. So we think, we don't even know for sure that Lindy Ruff is 100% in charge of defensive assignments. However, I think we've entered a place with this season where We need to believe Lindy Ruff is 100% in charge of the defensive assignments because it hasn't even been 50 games yet, so I am not ready to say David Quinn needs to get fired. But if it comes out that David Quinn is not just enabling Lindy Ruff to make these decisions but is actually the guy behind these defensive decisions, that is the biggest red flag I've ever seen within the first 50 games of a managerial debut for any sports team that I've followed in my life.
0: It's a big time, hmm, because I know the offensive lines changed after we gave up, like, 37 shots in two periods, which was unbelievable, but the defense stayed all the same, and I just think that's it's time to change things up. It's time to try new things. Uh, Did you get a chance to read, not that we're sponsored this week by this website, but did you get a chance to read Shane's new uh, article this week?
1: About trying to trade some of these defenders?
0: Not just that. It was like about like how we should do anything but play them. Uh, one thing she said, and I don't know how I didn't know this. It's like I don't host a Rangers podcast. We have the second most expensive blue line in the NHL.
1: We sure do. It's that not great. That
0: is amazing to me. And I, I don't know how I didn't know, really, I, or how that was never pointed out to me. But when I reread it, I was like, "That can't be true." I did the math. I like looked. I was like, "Oh my god!" The Sharks are the only team that have a higher blue line percentage, and they have Eric Carlson and Brett Burns,
1: and Mark Edward Vlasic. They're they're quite good defensively. Is the point of it? Here's 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 the thing. Uh, um, The Rangers aren't just expensive; they're bad. So it's it's twice as nice. Uh, Yeah, the Rangers. I mean, just think about it on face value. They have three guys making north of four million dollars, and they have two guys making north of five.
0: Yeah, Kirk's at six point five. He's got two years left after this.
1: And Mark Stahl's still at five point seven. And Brandon Smith, believe it or not, is still making four point three five. Yeah, ridiculous. It's, they're making a ton of money here. And to Shane's point, it, it's not just the fact that the Rangers' defense is bad. It's we're no longer at the point where it's just about taking guys out of the lineup and putting different guys in. You just gotta you gotta put them all in a blender, right? Nothing has worked. It is clear nothing has worked because even when the Rangers were winning, it wasn't working. We've been talking about how bad this Rangers defense is for the last 18 months. So at some point, it, it, the only the only constant with how bad the Rangers have been defensively for the last 18 months is it's been the 18 months that Lindy Ruff has been on the coaching staff.
0: And you, so, the whole point of this year, Greg, and we, oh God, we've, I'm, I'm pulling at Greg with my noises right now, is that... Right? We're just frustrated. I'm frustrated because the whole point was to try new things, to get out there and... And see what you have as a team. We released the letter. We're going to be bad. The team got off to like a semi-good start, played competitive, won a lot of overtime games they probably shouldn't have. Henrik Lundqvist was an amazing hockey player. And now it's like, okay, this is probably not who we are, but it can't be far from this. So if this is the case and we're going to be trading Kevin Hayes, we're going to be trading other, other people in the near future, you've got to go ahead and just try different things all around the team including your defensive pairings. We don't have to go through Mark Stahl and Neil Pionk. Like McQuaid's been okay since he got back. Shea's been on a little bit of a revival tour, but everything else has been truly tremendously awful. And the fact that we can't get out there and try something new is just mind-boggling. It feels like they left Lindy Ruff on to be, have a scapegoat. They're like, okay, when we're bad, we're firing you. Thanks so much. We'll pay you. If they want to pay me to do it, I'll do it instead. For real. Because Lindy Ruff is not good enough for this.
1: Well, I, I think here's 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 the hard conversation we really need to have. Of the eight guys that the Rangers are dressing currently to play defense, how many can we unequivocally say will have a role on the next Ranger team that plans on competing for the playoffs?
0: Is this a hard discussion? Because I believe the answer is one.
1: I think it's two because I I don't think this Ranger team is moving Kevin Shattenkirk. Hmm.
0: And do you think we compete in two years?
1: I do. And I sadly think Mark Stahl's here. I just don't know what his role is. I don't know if he's just like a ceremonial guy. You kind of just skate out there. Again, Mark Stahl, in the proper role, can be a perfectly serviceable defenseman. The problem with Mark Stahl, as we've said, fuck all knows how many times. Six million. He's a a third-pairing defender making $5.7 million. He's not a bad third-pairing defender. It's just you'd never want to pay that guy $1 one million dollars, and we're paying them five point seven. So that's where it comes down to with Mark Stahl. But I think if the Rangers, if the Rangers just did a massive overhaul, Ryan, and they wanted to be a playoff team next year, you can be a playoff team with Mark Stahl as your as a third pairing defender, getting sheltered and minutes just, against lower lines. It's, weeks, it's possible.
0: A couple weeks ago, we went over the free agent de- defenseman available. Uh, not, not great. great. Not no, great.
1: I'd, and, I'd go so far to say it's bad. At and, the same time, just. Playing the kids, I, I don't know if Lieber Hayek is going to be ready next year. I don't know if Ryan Lindgren is going to be ready next year. I know for sure Keandre Miller will not be ready next year. Same with Niels Lundqvist. But just by playing different guys, I, I you can't tell me it's going to be worse it, because it, it, it's impossible.
0: No,
2: I,
1: I really I, think I really think Ryan or Cookie, it is no. impossible. Mm-hmm for a defense to get worse than what the New York Rangers are right now.
0: Agree. Like, I, I'd bring John Gilmore up. Like, I would just start messing with stuff. Here's the
1: thing, though. we You got to get rid of guys in order to bring them up. And I'm at a point, I don't know what you get for Adam I've never known what you're going to get for Adam McQuaid. It didn't make sense the day it happened. It makes less sense every day he's on the roster. Because if, if the theory is we're going to skate Adam McQuaid out there, for him to build his trade stock up, who's buying what has Adam McQuaid
0: done to build his trade stock up? Nothing. Been injured and has been just simply okay. Has a, a not so like cheap salary attached to him. Like I, I, we'd probably have to eat some, which might be fine.
1: Uh, I think we're going to eat, eat as much as you can, which is fifty percent, and that that's fine. Great. You're going to get a maybe third round pick for Adam McQuaid. That third round pick, I, I just don't know who's out there sh- shopping so desperately that. They're not going to find their match, and just going to be like, "All right, I guess it's time for us to get Adam McQuaid."
0: I think it's just time for us to be real, right? Like as a as a as a podcast and as fans of what we're going to get for these players. Because I got to be honest, the returns that people are talking about on Twitter and on Reddit and other places, those are unrealistic, like for sure. I've seen some reports right now that say Zuccarello's mate maybe might fetch a third. Like that's like uh, pushing it. So I.
1: I think, I think Zook still has the reputation where you're not, you're getting a second. I think the grand of the Rangers getting a first round pick for Matt Zuccarello, who we're going to talk about because I've never seen a player sound more disenfranchised in his entire life. And I don't blame him, but at the same time, it's, it's not a good look. Again, I, I can't blame him for feeling a certain way because how would I feel if I was in a similar position? Pretty fucking shitty. So I, it's not his fault that he feels this way. It's definitely carrying carrying over into his game.
0: 100%. He doesn't
1: give a shit that it's his walk year. I know that. Uh, well, could, uh, we'll, well, I say this we'll, later we'll,
0: in the episode, but he, he wants to probably go back to the, Europe to play over there at this point rather than play for anybody else. It's just fine. insane. Yeah.
1: That's just like – he's made millions of dollars. I'm pretty sure matthew Varela doesn't have to play hockey again in the rest of his life. Well, he does and not, he, and he'll be a very be happy fine. man. Yes. Uh, I just I just don't know – I don't know what the plan is defensively and for a team in a rebuild to not know what the fuck
0: the plan is it's startling. It's really troublesome. Well, not, because just, not just that they, Greg, but like, let's talk about Tony D'Angelo for like two seconds here. Like the guy's been benched. Obviously he's not going to be part of the Rangers future, right? We, we've, they, they know something that we don't, they see him in practice, et cetera, but you got to at least try and drive up value with him and McQuaid. If you're going to try and ship them out, like maybe, no, yeah, that's,
1: that's really the thing I don't, because Every argument that you have for, well, you have to keep McQuaid in the lineup because you need to build up his trade value, you can't then turn around to me and say, well, the Rangers aren't playing Tony D'Angelo because he's not in their long-term plans. Neither is Adam McQuaid. You're telling me that Tony D'Angelo, 23 years old, who's actually looked decent at times this year, can't fetch you an equal return that Adam McQuaid can? Oh, and at the same time, you're going to play a 23-year-old defender? Like, if you're going to suck defensively, suck with youth. Like, don't suck with guys we know that suck. It, it's not that we we have Ethan Levy on the podcast this week because we have a little event that we need to pump up and a little bit of bucks we we get we get into this if you if you're going to suck suck young like there's there's oh boy <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>.
2: oh boy <laughs>
1: yeah oh yeah yeah no uh, amsterdam was a hell of a time anyway, I was of a put time. that out, just there. It out there uh yeah it just it doesn't make sense to suck with a guy that you know is terrible and and I'm, I'm, I'm not even talking about Mark Stahl in this instance. I still don't understand why Mark Stahl, at his age, where his game is, needs to play every night. I've given up on that argument. I'm done with it. We've done, the we've Rangers done are done treating done. him like a captain. They're never taking him out of the lineup this season. It's a joke. All right? Mark Stahl would benefit from
0: having a night off just because hockey players get tired. Who knew? If, Humans get tired when when under high stress situations where they're getting destroyed. Hm. go fi- go
1: figure. If you just gave Mark Stahl ten games off a season, his performance would be much better in the seventy two games that he actually does play. Go fucking figure. Unbelievable. Well, uh, I, I,
0: total other end of the spectrum. If you just gave Connor McDavid or even LeBron James 10 games off a season, I'm assuming they'd be a lot better in those rest of the games just because they'd get the extra rest that they didn't have before. Look, Le- LeBron James way. now,
1: Connor McDavid's so young that you probably don't have to give him a night off. Connor McDavid would benefit from having actual players on mm, his that, hockey team. That's fair. So that if, if you want to make Connor McDavid better, maybe don't shortchange your transcendent star by playing him with fucking scrubs. And play him with actual hockey players. That's what they're doing. Like, I don't know, Matt Zuccarello, give us a first round pick and you can have him tomorrow. But at the same That's time, right now, at the same time, I, 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 I'm over complaining about how bad Neil Pionk is defensively because he's young. At least he's trying to figure it out on the fly. You're not doing him any favors by pairing him with Mark Stahl because, not because Mark Stahl is bad, but just because that pairing doesn't work. I don't know what it is about that pairing. It doesn't work. So you just have to change it, and they don't. Brady Shea I get that he might be comfortable playing with Adam McQuaid you're not going to keep Adam McQuaid for the next five years so find a defender that Brady Shea can also get comfortable playing with and if his performance suffers for a little bit of time so fucking be it he needs to get comfortable with a guy that he's going to be playing with for more than the next two months and that guy's probably Kevin Shattenkirk so just play him with fucking Kevin Shattenkirk and if it doesn't work that's fine. That's one less answer. That's one less question we need to ask next year. And then you ask the question about, all right, fine, does it work with Ryan Lindgren? Does it work with Lieber Hayek? Do we have to go outside the organization to get Brady Shea a right-handed defenseman to play with? Probably. Almost certainly. So, now look at that. We've answered a question. Instead, you can't tell me, well, Brady Shea's game is more beneficial because he's playing with Adam McQuaid because he's more comfortable. It, Adam McQuaid is not a long-term answer. All right? That's short-term comfortability in a season where we fucking suck. And we're not trying to be good. We're obviously not trying to be good because Adam McQuaid is playing defense. So I just it, – it, it, Ryan, I'm out of words. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't know. The take, it doesn't – The take the, is the, here.
0: It's, it's officially here. We've been waiting for it. We have a t-shirt that says embrace the tank. It's time. It's yeah, time to it's just the tell the truth. It's just the
1: explanations that they're offering the to truth. being like, here's why we're doing these things defensively, they don't make fucking sense. No, they they don't. don't make any fucking sense. I don't care if Adam McQuaid makes Brady Shea more comfortable. He's not getting extended. He's getting traded within the next three weeks. We're going to do an emergency podcast about how Adam McQuaid got traded, and it's going to be 15 minutes of, why the fuck did you trade for Adam McQuaid? <laughs> guest from a team that we brought on this podcast. Like It's the Nick well, Holden podcast what, all over it? again. Yeah, the Nick it's Golden one of my podcast. favorite podcasts. One of my favorites all time. But at the same time. time, why? Why? Why do you want Adam McQuaid? Why do you think Adam McQuaid is going to be the reason why your team is going to be more positioned for a deeper Stanley Cup run? He's bad. At a, on a good team, he's your seventh defenseman. Why are you trading for a seventh defenseman? New York Rangers, why did you trade up a fourth-round pick to get a seventh defenseman on a playoff team? Oh, my God, it doesn't make any sense. Boy, hey! Yeah, uh, yeah, I just I, – I, I don't I, – I, I really – I don't understand what's going on defensively, and I have to blame Lindy Ruff for it because if I blame David Quinn, then, like I said, we became the fans that called for the head coach in the first year of a five-year contract to get fired. Well, and I'm not ready for that. However, people who yell at us and saying we're too hard on David Quinn, this is why we're hard on David Quinn because this is the year that it's supposed to be easy for him. Right? Yeah. All They're he has to, be- to do, all he has to do is play the kids. That's it. We know we're going to be bad. There isn't a single this is why I got so angry in November when people were like Look at this, 9-1-1 one, one in our last 11 games. Anything's possible. This Ranger team, are we even rebuilding? We seem to be doing pretty well right now. And I got really mad. And it's gone. Really mad. And it's gone. It's It's gone, and I knew it was gone. And this is why playing Filippito on the fourth line doesn't make sense. If you want to get Filippito a night off, fine. Keep him in the top six. Don't play him. Play play Hito two out of three games and say it's good for his development, and I'll buy it if you're giving him top six minutes in the two games he's playing. It just... It doesn't make any fucking sense that David Quinn is relying so much on veteran press. Oh my God, I just, I hit my microphone. I yeah. got so angry with my Italian hands. Yep. I'm not even Italian.
0: Yep. I am Italian, by the way. It, oh, we have something to talk about. Never mind. Keep going.
1: No, no, mm-hmm, don't. Mm-hmm. I'm already in the mood, Ryan. You don't want to inflame it. <laughs> okay. All right. I just, it, 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 this year was, this year was going to be the easiest year for David Quinn because there were no expectations. We just wanted to see the kids. We knew it was gonna suck. That's it. And at the same time, this year feels like a colossal failure.
0: I, okay, the way you said failure is pretty much the way I feel because I'm tentative to say it.
1: Yeah, I don't. Because there is some good, right? Let, let's look. Let's look at the good. Okay, let's go. Let's, let's, on... let's do some good stuff.
0: Filipe It's yeah, uh, good. Oh yeah, Filipe from pretty good. Mika uh, Zibanejad. Healthy. Yeah. Uh, Chris Kreider. That's, good. A, that's a nice good. asset. Heather Lundqvist can still play hockey. Uh, uh,
1: Brett Howden looks promising. He needs a break, but he looks promising. Yeah,
0: rookie wall's tough, but he really has shown some places where he could be a valuable part on this team in the future. He could be a second liner, maybe. Who knows?
1: Vla- Vladimir Mesnikov. Hey. He became a trade chip. Yeah, he became a, a good trade chip. A
0: serious one. He seems, he's actually one of the players that uh, finishes his own checks, goes out there and is really giving effort, and he plays a Jesper Faustian like game.
1: Pavel Bucinavich, when healthy, he's,
0: he's look good. He's okay. He look good. There's some times Kev- where I'm unimpressed by Pavel, and I wish he would give a little he's a bit stre- more. He's a
1: streaky hockey player, and you're just gonna have to get used to it. That's it. Uh, Kevin Hayes couldn't have asked for more. Literally,
0: could not have asked for more. This is the maximum potential you can get out of Kevin Hayes. So done. that that's the
1: good. The problem is didn't answer anything defensively, and that sure was the biggest question going in the season. We always knew that the Rangers forwards were gonna be decent to good. Always knew that defensively. Mm-hmm. Had no idea. Here's what we've decided. Brendan Smith is getting waived after the season. I, I don't see any way he doesn't get bought out. See, it,
0: I think he ends up, just like I said last year with Stahl, I think he ends up staying. I think they're trying not to do that until the I, next year.
1: I disagree. I,
0: I just think you have to send him the AHL, and then that's it.
1: I would send him the AHL today. I don't, at this point of the season, there's no reason to have eight defensemen on the roster because all it does is create more questions every night. And you get guys feeling like they have to do something on the ice in order to stay in the lineup, which while it sounds good from a fan perspective, you should always want to play for your job. There's one thing I know about my 29 years watching sports. Players like feeling comfortable. They play better when they're comfortable. And if you have eight guys on or six guys on any night feeling like, holy shit, I'm playing for my job tonight. I better do something, put a whole lot more pressure on them, It's going to create some reckless hockey. We heard Pavel Buchnevich say that about Elaine Vino last year and how it fucked with his game.
0: Right. You think
1: that's just a Pavel Buchnevich
0: problem? No, it's all sports. People that are professional athletes at high levels are creatures of habit. And if they're not doing their habits correctly – they just get out of it. and you—it's
1: or, or, Ryan, if they don't have a fucking habit because they don't know if they're playing on any given
0: night. And, yeah, there's just a lot of different factors here, especially, like, guys, I, I can't harp on this enough. I hate lost value. I hate it. We've lost value with Zuccarello. That's fine. I can't blame the guy. Let's get to that in one second. Uh, the Tony DiAngelo thing blows my mind. Like, yeah, he was, like, an extra throw when the seventh pick was the end all be all there. But, Tony, like, we could still get value out of him, and we're just losing it. It's, and, and again,
1: it's not just that you could get value out of Tony D'Angelo. We know we can. At the same time, it's just if you're going to you look at me and say you have to play Adam McQuaid to build his trade value, you can say the same thing about Tony D'Angelo, and the difference is D'Angelo's twenty three.
0: And you could the, the return is going to be way bigger on Tony D'Angelo than McQuaid. So trade you, you know what? It might not be Ryan, but at least
1: you're playing the kid.
0: Right. And if, if it's the same thing, if you get a fourth for Tony D'Angelo, which is a fourth you didn't have before, Tony D'Angelo is not going to be on this team. It's been very clear. They probably know something about him. We don't at this point.
1: And it's still, it still blows my mind that an NHL GM is not going to look at the, what, 10-year career we have of Adam McQuaid. They're not going to say, here I have 10 years of data of Adam McQuaid. I know exactly what he is. I know what he's been for the last X amount of games that he's played in. Instead, they're going to be like, here are the last five games I have of Adam McQuaid. Here's how he's been. Oh, he's
0: been really I know good these exactly last five
1: what games. He's gonna, I know exactly what he's going to do based off these last five games. Definitely not these last 10 years I have, but these last five games. I think, I think Adam McQuaid has really hit his ceiling at the age of 32.
0: I've been podcasting I've, this entire time with my head on my forehead, just like... Just deep down shaking it because <laughs> I I don't know what else to say. I feel like there's so much to go over, and yet I, I'm a, at a loss for words for the first time on this podcast in a while where it's like I feel helpless where I I wanted the tank to be extreme or not, and they put me in the wishy-washy washing machine where they they, they kind of tempted me and showed me that the team has talent. There were good things. We we played teams tough. I was like, wow, I'm enjoying watching Rangers hockey, and that came to a halt so quickly that I'm like in shell shock over how bad it's been and it's, it, it's since Kevin Hayes left the lineup now is that actual an indicator of his value in the future probably not but he's not going to be here soon otherwise they would have signed him already <sighs>
1: Kevin Hayes was also in the lineup against the Penguins was he not
0: I believe he was yes
1: yeah he's missed the last two games and he's going to miss the game against Vegas and I guess you can say Kevin Hayes was probably injured in the game against the Penguins but that sounds like an awfully convenient excuse it does uh, Zuccarello.
0: Yeah, let's get to it. He doesn't sound great. Uh, there's been a lot of reports or that the, the one podcast he went on that wasn't ours where he said, I don't want to, you know, I'm just waiting for them to trade me. Obviously. Remember when Rangers
1: PR said that was a whole bunch of nothing. turns out it was a whole bunch of a lot of yes.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a lot of yes. Like, I don't know how you, everyone knows. It's not a secret. Come on guys. It's, we're not stupid. He's just waiting. And then uh, the reports coming out is that he will go back to play in the European nation European in Europe sorry that was terrible in Europe uh if if he doesn't get back time with the Rangers after this so it's he's obviously depressed I don't blame him he loves New York he took a pay cut to stay here like he took a pay
1: cut to stay here he's been here nine years it's the only professional organization he's known in North America he left his home to come to New York to play hockey which I think is something we just completely underrate and ignore because here we are guys who grew up around New York City their entire life. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is all we know. So, of course, he would want to come here, our home, to play here for the best team in New York. Uh, at the same time, the team that he has trusted his adult life to is now telling him at the age of 32, you have no purpose to us besides getting us future assets to help us later. That's tough. That's tough
0: to swallow. It's it's kind of like, thank you for your service. You've done a great job, but we no longer need you. Yeah,
1: but we're going to drag this out for nine months. We're not just going to cut the cord now. We're going to really drag, I mean, if you want to go back, we're really going to drag this out two years because we were here in Zuccarello's name at the trade deadline last year.
0: Yeah, it's kind of been on. I mean, it's going to happen the next few weeks, if it happens or not. But I-, I I do
1: think we tend to forget that professional athletes are also human beings. Yeah, Zuccarello is making four and a half million dollars to play hockey. That's the dream. That's a good life. At the same time, he's got a life in New York City. He has friends in New York City. He's very comfortable in New York City. And the Rangers are about to tell him, "Hey, man, how's Edmonton? Mm. How's Winnipeg? Yeah, how's Carolina?" He's going to have to uproot his life for a couple months. I personally, if my news station came up to me one day and said, Greg, love what you're doing. We love what you're doing so much that we've traded you for future assets. Congratulations. You're moving to Toledo. Uh, I would not be happy.
0: (laughs) I would not be happy.
1: I I would not be happy at all. I'd have to find a place to live. I'd have to to move out of my apartment. I have to live in fucking Toledo Ohio whoever
0: you're dating at the time has to come with you or you have to have that conversation like I'm moving to Toledo
1: yeah moving sucks guys it blows so I I, and again it's like Zuccarello is being kicked out of his home except his parents don't live with him but they're still telling him to get the fuck out it's weird so I don't blame Zuccarello for taking his feelings onto the ice he's a he seems like a very emotional guy We've always known that. That's why Ranger fans love him. The dude wears his heart on his sleeve. And right now his heart's broken because the team he loves does not love him, or at least not in the same way anymore. And it's, they're going through a divorce. And sometimes divorces are ugly. I don't. It sucks that Matt Zuparello has not been good this year for multiple reasons. Mostly as a fan that does a podcast – I would have loved to have gotten a first-round pick for Matt Zuccarello at the trade deadline. Hundred
0: percent. I mean, that was what we were talking about all year, and it's, it's yeah, it's but quickly that, kept crashing down.
1: That goes to the crux of the problem, too. The thing I love about Matt Zuccarello the most right now is that he could possibly make my hockey team better by not being on it. And Matt Zuccarello sees that shit and is like, "Damn,
0: that sucks. That hurts."
1: I, yeah, I, I, I get, I get fans being angry, like, "Oh, well, he, you know, he's playing for his next contract. You, he, he needs to." Put the team on his back. What team? You mean the team that is literally saying, Mets, we're going to get you the fuck out of here soon? That's a team he should be putting on his back? I'd be a spiteful motherfucker if someone tried to do that with me.
0: Yeah, and it seems like the rest of the team is kind of doing the same thing. Like, I mean, other players have to be feeling the same way, right? Nemestikov, I'm sure Hayes feels that way. Well, Hayes... Hayes is playing for for $7 million right now.
1: Yeah, there's there's a difference, right? Mets, it seems like he doesn't give a fuck about the money. And it seems like, honestly, he's never given a fuck about the money, which God bless him, dude. That guy realizes $4.5 million, that's a whole lot of money. He doesn't have to worry about another fucking bill in his life. Nope. So good, good on him for having a great financial manager in his life to be like, dude, here's the thing. This amount of money you're making in New York City goes a long way in Norway. So you're, you're doing fine. Just keep doing you. But everybody has different motivations, right? Kevin Hayes, his might be a paycheck, uh, Vladimir Mesnikov, he might want to play for a winner again like Tampa Bay. So he stepped up his game. Chris Kreider, he might really want the captaincy. So he stepped up his game. Mika Zabinijad, he might really want to prove people wrong, that he can be a number one center and that he can stay healthy. So he stepped up his game. Zuccarello. Everybody, everybody has different motivations. Matt Zuccarello's motivation that we know of for his entire career was winning a Stanley Cup with the New York Rangers.
0: And his love for New York.
1: And the New York Rangers are saying, dude, that dream's over. You got to get a new one. And Zook doesn't want to. And he's moping a little bit. And that's, that's fine, dude. More power to... He's earned the right to mope.
0: I think we and, don't talk about the mental game enough in sports. And that's kind of always been my thesis, where we don't really... We, we're always about the player and o- only their physical assets and not really the mental game, right? With the exception of what? Like football kickers? Sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Bears fans. Um, but we, uh, we, we're, we're, we're like, it's, it's taxing. And they're, people, they're just people like us, and they go through a lot. And I can see how Zuccarello would be as upset and how it would be affecting his game. He just doesn't have the extra step he did. I don't think it's because he doesn't have the ability. I think he does. I think he still can play hockey at a very high level and would be an asset for any team that trades for him. But at the same time, I get why he can, why he's playing the way he is and just not up to the same level he usually is. It's unfortunate.
1: And it's also not Matt Zuccarello's responsibility to worry about what the Rangers can and cannot trade him for. That's, it's not his job. Matt Zuccarello's job is to do what makes him happy at the end of the day. And he's got to find that. And if that is simply playing out the string this year and then moving back to Europe because the Rangers have moved on from Matt Zuccarello, that's what it is. At the same time, from a business standpoint, I will say seeing those quotes from Matt Zuccarello does a lot of harm to his trade value. Like a lot. At the same – again, I'm not angry that Zuccarello did it. I cannot make this more clear because I don't want anyone mincing my words.
0: Well, you're definitely, definitely going to hit minced. by the way. I, look, it's like it's, fuck it.
1: It's, it's 2019. This, this is the shit that happened in 2019. Current year bullshit. Matt Zuccarello, even without those quotes, hasn't been Matt Zuccarello this year. We haven't talked about it much because, honestly, he was hurt, missed a good chunk of the season. Yes, sir. And the Rangers have had so many other problems – that Matt Zuccarello just hasn't gotten on our radar.
0: Yeah. Apparently the that, rumor was he came to the camp out of shape uh, and just wasn't the same player from the start. And it all goes back to the entire thesis you just gave, I think.
1: Yeah. If you take your motivation away from a player, I don't know, he's just going to do what he wants to do. And sometimes that isn't the extra gym session that it would have been two years ago because his motivations were different. It sucks. It sucks. I I don't... I think... Is there a possibility the Rangers can get a late first-round pick for Matt Zuccarello? Sure, I, 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 it's there. Rick Nash wasn't playing prime Rick Nash hockey, and he netted the Rangers a first and a prospect.
0: I, I hate to say this, but Rick Nash had the name Rick Nash. If sure, and Matt
1: Zuccarello has the name Matt Zuccarello. He has been just, a, he's hard. been a almost a 07 point per game player in his entire career before this year, and he's been super successful on some super successful teams. Matt Zuccarello has a successful reputation that the New York Rangers might be able to trade off of. But if you're, again, if we're just trading off what he's done this year, yeah, I think it's a little naive to think the Rangers could get a first-round pick for him. However, it's the NHL, and I've seen stupider trades. And I don't think it would be the dumbest trade in the world if a team like um I'm excited because we're about to dive deep into this starting next week with our um
0: Trade series,
1: trade 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 primer podcasts again. Off the top of my head, I don't know what, which team really stands out as desperately in need of a winger. But say it's say it's the Calgary Flames, who I'm I use later in this podcast too for a, a different example that I'm sure people are going to get sick about. Say it's the Calgary Flames that want a top six winger who has a pedigree and who has playoff success. You could probably get a late first round pick from Matt Zuccarello from the Flames if you convince them that. You're Matt Zuccarello away from a playoff run.
0: Here's my counterpoint question, real quick. Kevin, yeah. Kevin Hayes, right? Mm-hmm. First round pick, guaranteed in my eyes. Now, Gare-
1: plus a good prospect, I think too.
0: That's that's the thing. Like, is the good prospect really like the difference between Matt Zuccarello and Kevin Hayes? If I'm another team, like, I, I'm like, look, you could have Kevin Hayes. I'd rather have Kevin Hayes and play him some. You know, I'd rather play him on the wing at that point. <laughs> if I'm giving well, some- I,
1: I don't think you're marketing the same players to the same teams. I don't think. I think if the Calgary flames ask, I just, for whatever reason, I think Kevin Hayes is a Winnipeg jet for two reasons. One, the jets desperately need a center. And two, I think it's super difficult for Winnipeg to woo free agents. The only way you're going to get Kevin Hayes long-term in Winnipeg is by making sure you have him for four months before he hits free agency.
0: Is, is Murat our guest next week?
1: I'm, I want to bring him on. Yeah. Cause I, I think that's a good conversation. I'll, we're going to have, we're going to, I'm going to say it right now. Jacob Truba is not a New York Ranger next season. Not yet. So don't even ask that the Rangers get Jacob Truba for Kevin Hayes because it ain't going to fucking happen. No. Because if you're the Winnipeg Jets, why the fuck are you trading Jacob Truba this year?
0: Especially when you're stupid. playing the way you are and you're one of the best teams, if not the stupid. best team in the league.
1: Stupid. You're not trading Truba. So don't ask because they, there's your answer. I'm just going to call you stupid. And if you don't think I'm going to call you stupid,
0: I, you don't know me. Well, also, he just told you guys. So.
1: Uh, but I, I, it, it makes a lot of sense for the Jets to get Hayes because they need that negotiation window more than any other team.
0: Hmm.
1: Whatever whatever you say, I, it, unfair, fair or unfair, Winnipeg is not exactly a tropical paradise that hockey players are looking to move to. So if, if you're the Winnipeg Jets and you're like, fuck me, we are a top six center away from being a really good team. And we need a guy that we could possibly extend beyond this season because we just cannot compete in the free agent market. Kevin Hayes is your guy. We'd love to give him to you for a first round pick and a prospect.
0: Yeah. Or two. And you can try to negotiate his extension as soon as he gets there.
1: As soon as he gets there, because it is after January 1st, and those are the rules. So yeah, I I I just I'm going to put Kevin Hayes on the Jets. If I had to put a second team, Carolina Hurricanes, they seem really desperate to move a defenseman. And I don't know if you know this, the Rangers need one.
0: And uh, Dougie Hamilton, there's museums in New York.
1: Great museums. Metropolitan Museum of Art, Museum of Natural History. I'll be going to the Met this week. Um, Museum of Modern Art. Is that a different one? Yeah, there's the MoMA. MoMA. Yep. Uh, Other museums that
0: exist? I'm sure there's a pizza museum. Positive there is, actually.
1: Is the Guggenheim in New York City?
0: Yep, it is. Is it? I think so. had no idea. I'm I, sure think there's a, membership there, yeah.
1: I think there's some kind of museum in the Empire State Building. I'm sure there's at least a gift shop. That's basically a museum.
0: Uh, well, no, no. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I, the uh, good guy is in New York City. I was correct. Um, all right. Uh, there's actually a lot left to talk about, and I don't know if we want to. I mean, the whole David Quinn leaving Heinrich Lundqvist out for the third kind of controversy and him calling himself out and saying, that's my bad, guys. Um, yeah, I just – I. I'm going to be mad,
1: and I was mad, if David Quinn's main job is to manage. And part of managing means looking at your superstar player and being like, dude, you're not playing tonight. You need a break. We're not even that good. look at us. We're ass. You don't need to play in front of this tonight. Not against them. And if this was my problem with Elaine Vigneault, too. If Henrik Lundqvist has the power to say, I'm playing tonight, and just – that's it. There's no conversation. Then just let him be the player coach. Because why have a coach? But What's you, the point?
0: But you can't even – fine. I, I give – if Hank says I want to play, he's going to play. I actually, I'm okay with that. I really, I'm I, not. I think, I'm not. I think he's earned the right to do it, honestly. I,
1: great. <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell you. The whole purpose of a manager is to know when to rest the guy. And it seems like the last two coaches, for whatever reason – just trust Henrik Lundqvist to say when he's when he's good. He's 36 years old, Ryan.
0: Yeah. He's almost 37.
1: He doesn't have to play the first 30 of 39 games to start the season. Well, I agree that's with ridiculous. You. I, I agree
0: with you. I've been on the I've been on the bandwagon of Hank needs to play a little bit less, especially at this advanced age. But you can't let him go out for the third. You just can't.
1: Like, no, and that's common sense. The the Rangers got roasted in the second. Just you're not doing Georgie have any favors either by bringing him in mid-period.
0: No, you're not building his confidence at all. And uh I mean, Hank let up four goals on ten, ten shots in the second of that game. It was brutal. Absolutely brutal. Uh, all right. Do you want to go over to Ethan?
1: I suppose. We've, we've been talking for a minute and a half.
0: 37, exactly. All right. Uh, this is our good friend Ethan Levy. He comes on. He's the CEO of Gotham Sports Network, founder, whatever you want to call him. He's, we're doing a meetup this weekend at the Offside Tavern in New York City on 14th and 7th. Come see us at 1 o'clock for Rangers Islanders, where we'll be really sad, but hanging out with you guys, having a good time. $35 open bar, cheapest open bar in New York City.
1: Yeah, the thing that Ryan left out is really sad, probably really drunk, definitely.
0: Oh, yeah, that's true. All right, Uh, transition. We're back with our only guest. We're not doing like one guest show, so whatever. Our guest of the day, Ethan Levy of Gotham Sports Network. You are the creator, owner, CEO of all good things. What's up, man?
2: What's going on? Thanks for having me. Um, I know things are rough for you guys, and I'd like to tell you that it gets better, but it doesn't.
0: Right? Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, for anyone listening, Ethan's an Islanders fan, and uh, we team up with them to do some nice events we have before. And I just want to say, you know, we thought this was going to be bad, and it is. So <laughs> we signed up for this, right? Like, they, did yeah, your you did. your organization didn't tell you that it was going to be awful for years. They told us. Yeah.
2: Uh, it's mind-boggling. It really is. I mean, listen, first of all, shout out to you guys, masochists, sadists, whatever you want. I mean, just willingly subjecting yourself to this torture. Last time we got together to do an event together, uh, Woj died in front of about 100 people as the New York Islanders drafted Oli Wally. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really excited for, uh, I don't know, how many goals do you think Henrik's going to let up? Four? Seven.
0: I'm not. I'm not 100 sure Henrik's playing at this point. They might just put him out the pasture. <laughs> it oh, might be. It might be over for the King. Uh, I. I jest, but uh, I. I do believe the Islanders I, will I kick the about shit out of us. I was
2: talking about this earlier. What do you guys think? Uh, you know, we we used to joke about how John Tavares was the dumbest athlete in uh, possibly sports, definitely New York. Okay. For fair, you fair. know, just like going on and being like, no, I, I want to stay here. I want to stay here. It turns out he was only a little bit stupid, mostly an asshole, and decided to leave us. Is this a, Henrik Lundqvist can't possibly, come trade deadline time, be like, yes, I want to stay. There's just no possible here's, way, right? Here's,
1: here's, my, here's my theory, and I, I've said this before. I just don't think a Stanley Cup is the most important thing to Henrik Lundqvist in his life. He has an Olympic gold medal. He's making millions of dollars guaranteed already. He's living in New York City. He's got the world's biggest dick. Yep. Like I, I'm Huge not dick. sure that Henrik Lundqvist is going to look at say Calgary and be so happy with a chance to win the cup with the Flames and give
0: up living in New York City.
2: So he's the Carmelo Anthony of the Rangers, oh, just no. probably a better teammate.
0: Mm, and, a, and a lot better player uh, than Carmelo ever was. No, well, uh, Mellow's, listen, we're talking specialties. Melo's like an
2: all-time scorer. For Enders sure. That's... All-time goaltender. Gold medal winners as the pinnacle of their success. And uh, that's pretty much it. And they're both playing an MSG.
0: Oh, God. I cannot make that connection. I actually might, I...
2: Someone's going to probably tweet at me after this and list all the reasons why that comparison doesn't make sense and I'm just going to black it out and run with it for the it, rest of the time it's a I good love take I, I, I like
0: the take and I'll be honest I just it makes me feel disgusting I want to throw up I, I do true. not like Anthony yeah. at all uh I don't even know where I was going oh yeah I mean the New York Rangers organization is as a whole is kind of very strange I mean there's rumors this week that Matt Zuccarello after he gets traded which he inevitably will won't play in the NHL anymore It will go overseas <laughs> He would rather what fucking
2: Stockholm syndrome is going on in the Rangers. He would rather he don't
0: want to play anywhere else. He'd rather not play in the NHL and go back to Europe where he's from than than play for any other team but the Rangers. So it's just there's it's, something in the water. Yeah, I agree with you, uh, but there's some, definitely something in the water here, especially with Henrik Lundqvist.
2: Remarkably stupid, but is is um, there just
0: is there that big of a difference between living in like the
1: Upper East Side where I'm assuming all Rangers live and Brooklyn or wherever the fuck
2: Islanders live like Islanders. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because as a current Upper East Side resident and former Brooklyn resident, no, there's not much of a difference. I mean, in terms of <laughs> culture, definitely a huge difference. The drinking water is all the same. So if there's something in the water, I've been drinking it for the last four years. Um, all right. And Hey, it, you know what? You look at the teams I root for It makes oh, the map adds up. It makes a lot of sense.
0: Well, you had two Super Bowls, man. We'll get to the Giants later, I'm sure. Um, uh, okay. But we all, we did bring you on. Yeah, sorry. We, we did bring you on to talk about this weekend's event we're hosting at the Offside Tavern in New York City on 14th Street. Is that correct? Am I saying that? Yeah, 14th. Uh,
2: 14th and, and 7th? 7th? Okay. 14th
0: Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, we are doing an Islanders-Rangers meetup we've been talking about on the podcast for a long time. It's a uh, $35 open bar, us, Ethan, uh, James Duffy. Should be a blast. We'll be probably getting hammered. I don't know. Are we doing a live show? I should probably ask you, Ethan.
2: Are we? Uh, are we recording anything after? Or are we know. getting? On, are
0: we getting on a stage? Am I? What am I doing? Am I just saying? Let, well, me, well,
2: uh, let, let me do the research. I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll do the research. I'll I'll study the film and right, uh, right on time.
0: Right on time.
1: We'll, I, uh, we'll, well let everyone I, know once do,
0: it's over next week.
1: <laughs> I do want to point out when I came when I approached Ethan with this idea, the Islanders. Weren't as good as they are currently, and the Rangers were a professional hockey team. Uh, if I could do it all over again, not sure I'd really want to do this at an Islander bar. But uh, <laughs>
0: all right, yeah, okay. Seems like a bad I'm idea. Ready. Gonna be honest now. Like it seemed like fun when we booked it. I was like, oh, we can hang out with Ethan. Both teams will be bad. We'll probably be rooting to lose because we both want to get mm-hmm. the pick. Eh, you guys like now play hockey pretty well all of a sudden. So it's a and weird, now it's awkward like awkward situation. Go,
2: I go from studying draft prospects to looking at trade deadline acquisitions. Life's crazy. Up is down. Down is up. Water is, I don't know, the sky is green, whatever the <laughs> thing is. I'm like, I don't know what is going on with this team right now. They are, so- last year, they were, for a decent portion of the season, they were fun and bad. This team is good and boring. Hmm. Which would you rather be? Good and boring. Good and boring.
0: Yes. Oh,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, what uh, makes them so boring, are... Ethan? Out of curiosity?
2: Well, oh, they actually play defense. Mm.
0: It's wild. No, I don't know. So I would like to see that. Defense? What's that like? What <laughs> is that like? Don't, don't know what's happening there. I don't know what defense is. Never heard of it.
1: We've been doing this podcast three years now. Uh, we are yet to see a defense. It's going to be a thing when it happens, if it happens.
2: This is like the uh, like Michael Scott, I hope to be part of an inside joke someday. You know, someday it, I hope to see actual NHL defense.
0: It's just like that. Um, it's but, just like that. But, so we won't, I don't know if we're doing a show, but you guys come down and hang out with us, Ethan, and all of us To we'll be drinking to the tune of sadness, and all the Islander Earth fans is will be shit. screaming in our face. Show or not,
2: you're paying $35 for all you can drink for three hours in Manhattan. is fucking ridiculous. Yeah,
0: it's a bomb. You, you nice. hate
2: money if you don't show up.
1: You hate <laughs> not to mention it's... Uh, it's at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. There are plenty of playoff football games to be watching afterwards. You're going to be drunk for the it's football good. games anyway. You might as well come pregame and drink Yeah, and you're, and you're pretty
0: much starting your long, long day of watching sports all day. And on a Saturday, you know, you can't ask for more than that. Especially because it's going to be two good and I'll games. I'll say
2: this. I'll say this. It's uh, it's not only an Islanders bar. The uh, I don't think it's the co-owner. I believe it's like the the head manager there. Uh it's also a Cowboys bar and the Cowboys played eight fifteen that night. So Oh boy. Uh
0: Wow, what kind of so, bar is that? Know, Satan's? Jesus Christ.
2: <laughs> oh maybe for maybe for you it is. For me it's only like half. But, yeah, that's uh, true it's half that's, like that's for that's you. why. You, uh, buy the thirty five dollar open bar if you're a Giants fan like myself and you get so drunk you don't even remember the Cowboys game.
0: Yeah. Uh that sounds like a real, real, real good time. Uh what else do we have to talk about with the Islanders? I mean, your goaltending all of a sudden seems to be working. Very strange. Not really sure how that's happening. Yeah, I
2: mean Bizarre. Robin Leonard gets sober and moves to you know Murray Hill, and all of a sudden it's it's lights out. Huh. Um, yeah,
1: but e- Ethan, you you do know the most Islander thing in the world would be the Islanders looking at this great Thomas Grice, Robin Leonard season and saying, you know who we don't need Sergey Bobrovsky. We-
2: no, 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 no. Fuck. Sub- no, no, no. Get Bobrovsky the fuck out of here. I'm What's saying? gonna happen this offseason? season? They're gonna they're gonna get rid of Thomas Grice. They're going to re-sign Leonard to probably the same contract that Thomas Grice got two years ago. (laughs) And then Lou is going to take a flight overseas and he's going to sit down with Putin's boys and he's going to convince Ilya Sorokin to come over to America and be a little goaltending tandem with him and uh, Leonard. And it's going to be phenomenal. It's going to be fantastic.
0: We're trying to do something similar with another Russian goaltender. So maybe we'll meet you over there.
2: Yeah.
1: Exactly. I, I think the difference is the Rangers don't have to fly over there to convince their Russian goalie to come over. I think he's
2: actually just coming.
0: Pretty sure they just sent a text that said, You up, and he's on his way. So, eh, all right.
2: God, listen, God bless. If he if... If if he's watched any Rangers games this year, he'll be a little resistant.
0: Uh, well, the amount of shots that Henrik has faced and and haven't faced this week, I'd also be like, maybe one more year. <laughs> maybe I'll wait. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm too not too excited. All right, let's. Uh, we talked about Islanders. I think we want to move on from that already, because <laughs> I do. Because <laughs> you guys, uh, are... yeah, you can find. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I I just have I I do have one more.
1: Th- this will transition us from hockey to other sports. Why is it that? When the Rangers are bad and the Islanders are good, the conversation is still just about the Rangers, and no one seems to give a shit about the Islanders.
2: I mean, there's a million ways to, to answer that question. I okay, think hit, me, hit with no, me with one. Hit got, me with one. Okay, let me let me think. Um, the fact that we have two arenas
0: split, it's not great. That,
2: what's, I don't know, what's like 15 miles between each arena? And it makes no sense.
0: Barclay is an interesting place to watch and the game too. Like I went recently, like it it's it's very not great. And I went I went for a Friday night game. Not that the the garden gets packed out or anything, but like the the blue and orange crew was cool. They like I like all the chants they do. That's pretty cool. I was just went yeah. to Europe. I went to Europe, so chanting is like in my wheelhouse now. I'm like cool, chanting is fun. But the rest of the game, like Are I don't you know talking about
2: the guys that's in the top corner. Like, yes. they sit in like two thirty one. Yeah, I hate them. So so
0: annoying. Good news.
1: <laughs> yeah, I. uh... I'm I'm a, I'm, I'm kind of with Ethan on this one. I don't know what it is about Americans chanting at sporting events. It just doesn't work for me. Hmm. Uh, I can't stand the fucking. Does anybody here know a bigger Med fan than myself? Probably not. Literally uh, nobody knows a bigger Med fan than you. Uh, you know who I can't fucking stand? The Seven Line Army. I wish they just would stop. Existing. Really? Okay. I, I can't stand them. It's high school. That's fucking high school. Those were what the kids would do at like volleyball games in high school.
2: Like
0: knock it off! Yeah, you're we not grew wrong. Up. We all got
2: you wrong. That, that, yeah, you're right. That's why I, I'm not a fan of the people in 231 up there.
0: You know what? My the, my biggest pet peeve, of the Barclays, was your mascot. Why is a dragon your mascot? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> and he's everywhere. So, he's always dancing with the kids. He's like going there. He's doing the flag. He's trying to pump up the crowd. It's like Sparky the dragon's here. I'm like, wait a second. There's got to be a better option than this.
2: We talk about the Islanders and, you know, oh, there's no bigger disgrace than giving Ricky Pietro a 15-year contract. Wrong. The biggest disgrace of this organization is that they shared an arena with an arena football team and said, fuck it, let's adopt the mascot. The arena football team ceases to exist, and they kept the mascot. You're
0: the superior team. People know you (laughs) exist. (laughs) You, like, won four championships in a row in the 80s. Like, this is the thing. and You haven't... fucking dragon as your mascot we don't need a mascot we don't need you, a mascot. you don't even if you like if you bring out a guy in a yellow coat and throw water on him and the crowd goes nuts and that's it like i don't understand like there's a giant dragon in like this weird ass neon colored jersey who just waves a flag and like flosses with children you're like what is happening <laughs> I don't, what is going on here
2: it it, it it makes no sense although someone tweeted today about like a like a Bears Islanders comparison about you know the inability to let go of the 80s, and you I mean you guys saw the double doink and the Bears mascot collapsing? Of course, yeah. It immediately it brought brought to to mind imagery of Johnny Boychuk ringing a, a slap shot off the post at the buzzer, and then just like zooming in on Sparky collapsing behind the net.
1: <laughs> to be fair, though, at least the Bears mascot is a bear.
0: Yeah, it's a bear.
1: So no, it kind I've, of been,
2: look, makes, it, it works. Right. I'm just, this is just a little insight into my fucked up brain. This has nothing to do with, with a mascot comparison. Sparky is objectively the worst mascot in all of professional sports.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, speaking of football, that's, that's kind of your wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, a little bit. You, you, you mentioned needing to do some research on NFL draft prospects in this year's draft. Mm-hmm. For the love of God, just don't take a quarterback this year. Like, if you, right. you, you fucked it up. Don't, don't compound it. Why? What's wrong with what I, Hastings? I, I, I don't – I'm not high on him. I don't trust him. I also okay. – right. I will also say this. I if, would like to take uh, the time
0: to interrupt Greg and say Greg hated Patrick Mahomes.
1: Like, thought he really was terrible. <laughs> like, I, hated, I would like to I take the time. Like, passion. I have to
0: call that one out, and then now you continue, Greg.
1: No, no, no. No, I hated Patrick Mahomes with an option. Do not take – but I, you know what? I also hated Mitch Trubisky, and that one's ringing true. Um, oh. I just, Jerry Stone, I, I, I'm but, also of the opinion that Haskins never gets to the Giants, so it doesn't matter. If the Raiders want a quarterback, I, they're taking, they're going to get a quarterback.
2: That's fair. I, I don't think. I mean, you're you're not wrong because I think this happens every fucking year. Like the hype on quarterbacks builds up so much leading up to the draft that someone is going to want to trade up for him. Um, but like, we got to see how how free agency shakes out. You, you can't tell me that, you know, the way that Derek Carr played at the end of the year that Gruden and Mayock are just going to move on from him like that or that John Elway is going to see Nick Foles leading another Super Bowl run, tall white guy with a big penis, and say, oh, he's not my guy. Of course John Elway is going to want Nick Foles. So we'll see how things shake out a little bit, but I don't think it's far-fetched to think that Dwayne Haskins is there. Um, I really like him. I think he can. the biggest thing for me is the ability to throw all levels of the field, short, medium, and long. I, I don't care. As long as you can dodge pressure, I don't need you to be able to run like Lamar Jackson, just you know, dodge and step to the side a little bit. He can do it all. I really like him. Um, if the Giants decide he's not their guy, they want to roll with Eli again, I'm not going to be thrilled. But, hey, there's, there's so much fucking talent in this draft, they're going to end up with a good player regardless. So are the Jets.
1: The, the defensive talent in this year's draft is intoxicating. It, it's it, it's unbelievable. Uh, but I'm also, Ethan, I don't know how you feel. If, if, if you get Haskins, it's one thing. If I'm the Giants, I don't want the number two quarterback in this draft because I just don't think one exists. Especially, yeah. this this is the odd year where last year's draft class was incredible. Next year's draft class, probably also incredible. So you don't, don't want to know about that. I, I'm a big Jake Fromm guy. I like Jake. Uh, okay. I'm still here for Herbert. He would have been the number one pick this year, I think. And as long as he doesn't blow out his knee, he's going to be just as high as the pick next year. Uh, I just, I like Will Greer. I'd like Will Greer a lot more if I didn't have to take him with a top 15 draft pick. If that makes any sense? No,
2: it does.
0: But you're going to have to.
2: There's a lot of options. I, mean, I, I don't the know, thing draft is, like, the, the Giants just like they have their first round pick, their second round pick, and that's it. That's, they have two top 100 picks, and that's it. That's how badly they, they fucked up. They have like uh, nine other picks after pick 100, which is going to end up being like backups and practice squad players. So they need to trade up. They need to, and if they don't like anyone, at number six, try to trick someone into trading up for Haskins. I guarantee you Daniel Jones' stock is going to skyrocket because he's a big white guy. Will Greer's stock is probably going to skyrocket as well. Pray that you can trade back and get assets so that if there's a guy you like next year, you have the ammo to trade up and get him. But right now, like, even if the Giants were to take Haskins, they just don't have the draft ammo to build a good enough team that they'd be competitive with either Eli or Haskins next year. So it's, it's like next year's a wash as it is.
1: Yeah, I'm, I, I don't see any scenario where Eli Manning isn't the Giants' starting quarterback on week one.
2: Yeah, me neither. I, I think he's going to take a pay cut, and I think they're going to be like, all right, this is your last year. Thank you, Nick. Yeah.
1: Even if you draft Haskins this year, and I don't, see, not, the need to, right I don't see the need to play no. him even the first eight games of the year. If you want to get him no. run, get him run when you already guaranteed yourself a top-ten draft pick.
2: Yeah, yeah. If they draft Haskins, it's going to be a project. There's going to be a year waiting period. Which, like, I don't know, people make a big deal out of that. But, I mean, look at Mahomes, happen at Eli, look at uh, some guy, a little guy named uh, Aaron, Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him. Um, okay. You know okay. He, he sat for a couple of years. So it's not the worst thing in the world to, uh, you know, groom someone let them learn the offense. And, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm a big Haskins fan. He reminds me of a black Ben Roethlisberger, just a little bit shorter.
0: Let's go uh, talk a little bit about the playoff games this weekend, which some of you may watch with us if we're around after the Ranger game.
2: If if we're still alive,
0: yeah, there's a slim chance that we're gonna I'm still gonna be there. But hey, it's a yeah. chance, right? Uh, Colts Chiefs is the Saturday <laughs> game. Uh, it's is this weird that it's a Saturday game, or like I feel like this should have been like the I, I, the Chiefs are a big draw for me. I guess they're just not getting the hype or the respect. I mean, Andrew Luck and Patrick Mahomes in the same game, yet they get yeah, the man, short man, end of the stick on this game. I think.
2: And it's tough. Like neither of the LA teams really deserve like uh, a prime time slot, but the quarterback matchups in all these games are, are pretty much phenomenal. Probably with the exception of Dallas LA, cause I'm just not a big Dak guy. and I think Goff is overrated, but, um, I love Indy, love Indy. I have a future on Indy plus 6,500. Um, I think that they have a chance just because I think their defense is very, very underrated. Um, And with that offensive line, I think that they can control the clock and keep the ball out of Mahomes' hands. That game's going to be way closer than people think. That's the one I'm probably looking forward to the most on Saturday. Um, Dallas, L.A. I just hope that L.A. fucking blows the doors off of Dallas and just gets them out of here. I can't stand to see Jerry Jones smiling anymore. Get him out of the playoffs, please.
0: I really don't like the Cowboy team, and I don't not sure what they do well or how they win games, but yet they're here. It's, it's very just strange. It's just yeah, different.
1: it's it's a really it's a really good defense and a really good running back with a really good offensive line. Ezekiel
0: yep. Elliott is pretty good. That's about it, though. Uh, I mean, I, I really, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for the DAC extension. It's going to be amazing. Ethan, I I, I
1: I might be, I may or may not have a uh, Colts Saints Super Bowl matchup bet lingering. Wow, smart man! I love that. I just I. Every year we see one team that gets insanely fucking hot before the playoffs and they just ride that wave of momentum. And we got it's three. the Colts. We got
2: three that are in the playoffs right now.
1: But I, I think the one that stands out to me is the Colts. Like
2: the Colts are okay. otherworldly right now.
0: For me, it's the Chargers. I, I would I would
2: argue I would argue the Eagles. Oof. Chargers have been good all year. The Eagles got hot like
0: late. There's just something special yeah. about Foles too. I don't I don't know what it is. Other than Men with dick. big penises, Dude. they do yeah. magical things. <laughs> I guess
2: so. You've got a 10-inch ten, ten ten inch dong and a good relationship with Jesus. You're about yeah. to do uh, pretty good things.
0: Yeah.
1: Geez. Just how miserable will you be if it's an Eagles-Cowboys NFC Championship game?
2: Yeah, yeah. There's just – if you had to ask me to pick a winner there, there, there's really no winner. Just pass me the bleach. I really – I i don't know what – I i hate the Patriots this year. The Chiefs don't play defense.
1: you got to have to convince me really hard that it's not going to be – a. Chargers Colts AFC Championship game in LA and it's a Colts home game.
2: I, I agree. I mean, I think in terms of the Chargers Patriots, I saw something, I don't know how true it is, that there's going to be like 5 inches of snow and 30 degrees in New England, in which case just fucking lock it up the Pats are going back to the AFC Championship game. But if it's just cold and, and there's no precipitation, I honestly think Philip Rivers uh wins that game and like and handily. I think that defense is so 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 underrated. I think Ingram, Bosa, and Derwin James are just going to make Tom Brady's day miserable if the weather holds up for him.
1: The thing that cracks me up were Ravens fans yesterday calling for Joe Flacco to go into the game. You think Joe Flacco ridiculous. can't do anything against that Charger defense? You're no, you're talking me? about a,
2: a, mobile, a mobile quarterback who got sacked eight times. So you put a guy back there who's less mobile – what the fuck do you think is going to happen? <laughs> Plus, you're not just going to... A guy hasn't started for, what, seven weeks? He was previously injured. Now, you roll with the hot hand. You get the rookie some experience. And, like, the I mean, the, the, the offense was flawed. It was based on, like, these fugazi running schemes. And, you know, once Lamar Jackson develops more as a passer and they can trust him to air them all out, like, that's going to be a good team. And I, I really like Lamar Jackson. I think he's going to be a good quarterback.
0: Yeah, you yeah, weren't expected to be there at that time anyway. So why not just get him all the reps you can? What, What is Joe Flacco going to do? Exactly. The, right,
2: The exactly. thing. The thing I hate
1: most from this weekend is I just I had it in my mind that the Seahawks were going to beat the Cowboys, so I didn't do a whole lot of research into the game. And hand up, I watched, I think, maybe half a Seahawks game this season. So I just didn't realize that Brian Schottenheimer was their offensive coordinator. That's on you. So I'm yeah, watching. That'll hurt. That'll hurt. I'm watching that game, and it's the third quarter, and we're still running the ball up the gut with Chris Carson. And I'm just yelling at my roommate why they're not adjusting. And finally it clicks in my head that. Brian Schottenheimer wouldn't know how to adjust if it fucking hit him in the ass.
2: Yeah, this is probably like my biggest pain point with the NFL in general. And honestly, why I'm praying that Cliff Kingsbury gets a, at least an offensive coordinator job. And if it's with the Jets, God bless because I think it's a perfect fit, but the, the stubbornness and the unwillingness to open up the run by using the pass is nuts to me. The fact that you could be so committed to the run in today's NFL where The pass is literally everything. It is a passer-friendly league. The rules are that way. Offenses are built that way these days. You have Russell Wilson, who's one of the best deep ball throwers in the fucking league, who has literally a perfect passer rating when he targets Tyler Lockett. It's wild to me that you could be so stubborn to go run, run, pass on every single fucking possession against one of the best run defenses in the league. It's so mind-bogglingly stupid. It's so frustrating to watch.
1: They not, didn't... not just that, but Russell Wilson is also a perfectly capable rusher. Bring back the read option. Yeah. It works with Russell Wilson.
0: He always gets those yeah. seven-yard runs to the sideline. It's unbelievable, and they didn't run that once. Always. What a silly I, league. I, I, it's so I funny playing a, a armchair quarterback to even just the NHL and the NFL because you're like, <laughs> it can't be that hard. Like I just – I play video games sometimes. It just cannot be that hard to make these decisions. Yes, it's, <laughs> it's hard to play at a high level. I'll never be that talented. I'm also like 5'8". There's nothing well, – I'll I just, never right. do anything. But I can, I, I can I call just, a timeout. You, you
1: don't need a PhD to know when it's not working. And right. I knew sitting on my couch that the 15th time they ran a fucking HB dive with Chris, Car- Chris Carson up the middle, that it wasn't going to work. And I'm just a very simple man who hasn't played a Madden since
2: I think 2006. Yeah. So if I can figure and it out. Can, you, yeah, and you look, even yesterday's games, Matt Nagy probably called one of the worst games he's called all fucking season. You ask the, the general Joe Schmo casual NFL fan, what is the biggest weakness of the Philadelphia Eagles? It's their secondary. They cannot defend a double move if they literally told them in their fucking head that, hey, double move coming up. They couldn't defend it. And it took him until like late in the third quarter to finally start airing it out to Allen Robinson so frustrating. I understand these quarterbacks are young, but sometimes schemes win. Sometimes it's just the scheme. You got to trust your guy. He's been the starter all fucking season. He I thought Trubisky was pretty good the last like
0: couple year, a couple of games too. Like I know that like, you think it's terrible, yeah, yeah. but
2: Nate, Nate, they've been scheming the shit out of every opposing defense except for yesterday. It's nuts. You can't you can't look
1: me in the eyes and tell me that if the Bears had just taken Deshaun Watson instead of Mitchell
2: Trubisky that they're not fourteen and two this season. I just... Oh, I mean, listen. I mean, yeah, no, no kidding. Deshaun Watson is yeah. a better quarterback than Mitchell Trubisky. Congratulations. What but it's a, not like Watson a, had an I,
1: incredible I, look, day I'm against the Colts. I, but, but Ethan, I'm Ethan, me. by
2: the hard hitting analysis, Ethan, we knew that on
0: draft day, and it still didn't happen. But wait, like, hold on, hold I on. I don't understand. It's not like Watson went out and destroyed the Colts. He put up seven points against the Colts. Like, it's. It, I don't understand. Like, do you think he's that much t- more talented than Trubisky right now? Like, I, I do,
1: and I also think Matt Nagy's a better head coach than Bill O'Brien. I that, well, I, I that's think not really that game is completely either. different with that it's with that right. combination.
2: Uh,
0: um, I just I, I just think Deshaun Watson wasn't really as impressive as as you're making out to be, especially this weekend.
2: No, but I also think that's You're using a one game sample size. Yeah.
0: yeah, fair. In the long run, yes, probably Deshaun Watson's a better quarterback overall. But for right now, that's just my point. I just don't think if if Deshaun Watson's on that team, I think maybe the same result happens.
1: I don't know any quarterback that would have looked good against that Colts defense this week, though, I, except maybe yeah. – I I I don't put anything past Phillip Rivers. I, I think he can pull miracles out of his ass. I mean, it's a kid that – it's a guy who's got nine kids and doesn't know what a good night's sleep is, so <laughs> I don't know. But I think the Colts defense played really well, so I don't know if anyone would have looked good against them. I just know for a fact that the Chicago Bears traded huge assets to the San Francisco 49ers – who weren't taking a quarterback at number two, and they took the fourth best quarterback in that draft at number two?
2: Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That's pretty bad. I can't argue with that.
2: No argument there. Yeah, Yeah. no argument.
0: Nope. All right. uh, Let's start wrapping this up. Ethan, thanks so much for coming on, man. We'll do – if you're going to see us this weekend, come say hello, shake your hand, take a picture, call us assholes, say say we suck. Thanks for coming down. Except for that one person on Reddit, don't come, please. Uh, And then – $35 Thirty-five dollars open bar, literally the best deal for an open bar in the city. Three hours long, one to four. Anything else you want to plug, Ethan? Before you get out of here, man. Got the sports network all that crap. No, that's yeah. Just follow us on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter. GothamSN, SN, Ethan GSN. Follow the
2: Islanders guys. Follow the Rangers guys. Follow everyone else too. We got coverage for all your sports. Uh, we'll see you guys on Saturday. Thirty-five dollars can't be beat. If you don't show up, you hate money and you hate booze. So we'll see you all there. That's about it.
1: Yeah. And if you're an Islander fan, it's going to be the only time in your entire life that you can say something positive about Oliver Wallstrom to my face where I won't
0: punch you. I <laughs> got that going for you. That's It's literally the last time, so get it in. All right, Ethan, thanks so much. Talk to you soon. Adios. Adios, amigos. All right, that's been today's podcast. Uh, not really a lot of nonsense to talk about this week. Uh, there is, but I think we're going to get to it later in the year. we got a lot to say. We had a long, draining podcast. So that's correct, right? I'm not crazy there.
1: You're not crazy. I don't even what nonsense are we missing?
0: Well, you know, there's Met,
1: Mets, Met stuff. We're saving for overtime breakaway. If you yeah. if you want to hear my Met rants, and it's going to be longer than ten minutes, uh, no. Patreon subscribe Now, it, I, know. now I got I, a lot of thoughts. Now
0: I know. Great. Uh, there's some family updates for me, which will come in the future. Oh, cookie, cookie, cookie. yeah. There's uh, some good stuff there. We're uh, we're close to talking to Uncle. That's all I'm saying.
1: Mm-hmm. 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 That's, and that's uh It's fine. That's fine.
0: Great. I'm sure there's some other nonsense too uh, I probably shouldn't bring up here So there you go All What right. happened? Nothing, nothing's happened
1: when, Well, if you say you're not going to bring it up here Now you got to bring it up
0: Oh, no, no, definitely
1: not <laughs> No, see, now you definitely have to bring it up no, 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 no! I don't even know what you're talking about.
0: You definitely do. I mentioned it right before the podcast.
1: Oh, are you talking about your visitor this week?
0: I am. I'm talking about my visitor who might actually be with us at the meetup. Interesting. Oh, Very.
1: Interesting. Might. What do you? What else? Hundred
0: percent is coming with me to the meetup. <laughs> what
1: what <laughs> might? What are you going to do? Leave her at home for five hours? Uh, uh, what you, uh, that's the meanest thing you've
0: ever said. I just want to thank you for letting us go to Southampton. Is all. All right. Um <laughs> like Ray. <laughs> oh yeah. Ray. Ray. Ray's Ray's going to have to officiate the wedding. Oh god! It's not my fault. I'm in love there. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's tough. Set it that up. Oh. To, uh, good times. Cookie, cookie, cookie. All right. Cookie, cookie, cookie. All right. I guess we're getting out of here. Um, Classic cooks. I cannot take this name. <laughs>
1: Classic I just feel cooks.
0: like, okay, nickname rant real quick.
1: It's, sure. You can't choose your nickname, buddy. That's I, how they work.
0: I No, I was not going to make that point. You you can never choose your nickname, ever. I totally understand. Is 29 too late to get a nickname? It feels no. like it's too late. No. No, because uh, really, uh, you okay.
1: can't make rules about nicknames just because you got a nickname at 29. You don't like
0: I just, it's not great.
1: You're not you, again. You, you forgot the cardinal rule, Ryan. What's that? Sorry, cookie. <laughs> the cardinal rule is if you hate something, don't fucking say you hate it.
0: I just was like, I was like, you know, I especially with
1: our friends. If you tell our friends you hate something. If I told our friends that I hate getting money unsolicited. I'd probably get money unsolicited.
0: You actually probably get a Venmo or two. Sometimes, um, I, I remember one time Vinny, our good friend Vinny, uh, asked for change or whatever. And Sometimes I just throw him like eleven cents on Venmo randomly. Still, yeah, till this day.
1: You, it, you tell our friends, here's what I don't want. That's the
0: guaranteed thing you're getting. I made a mistake. You know, it's yeah. just like emotional. Yeah, well, you're a moron.
1: I don't know what to tell you. Like, yeah, if if po- Pokey said it as a throwaway comment, it would have just been like, haha, that's no, funny. no. He
0: pushed it really hard right off the bat. I was like, what? I was very confused and then he like just pushed it like as hard as he could. It's worked. Yeah. It's worked. Yep. Yeah. Well,
1: listen, congratulations, Cookie. Are you, when are you changing your name to, uh, Oh, Cookie Mead on Twitter?
0: Uh, right now. <laughs> like literally as we do this. All right. Yeah. Um, all right, love you guys. Follow us on Twitter at Blue Shirts Break, and then i not also, as much as you love Heather. I'm. Uh, don't say her. Is name. that her name? Yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, I did.
1: That was. Mm.
0: It is. Well, there you go. Heather
1: Mead has a ring to it.
0: Wait, her last name's Heather.
1: Mister Mr. and Mrs. Cookie Mead.
0: <laughs> oh, I can't wait for this weekend. Going to be great. A lot of people are going to stop by and have our friends to say hello. Going to be
1: fun. So time. say hi. To, well, I mean, look, when cookies are around, you just got to say hi to cookies. Yeah, we
0: got to stop by and get a bite. That's all I'm saying. High in carbs, high in sugar, high energy, or cocaine. Goodbye, everyone.